Welcome to the More Society podcast, where we are all about defining success and fulfillment in life on our own terms. My name's Jessica. I'm an entrepreneur who also works a full-time job. I know it's challenging to spend your time building other people's dreams and that it's easy to feel too busy or too tired to chase your own big dreams. But at The More Society, we believe that identifying what you want most and taking small, consistent steps to get there is how you can achieve your big dreams while cultivating more joy, gratitude, and excitement along this journey we call life. This podcast is all about sustainable goal-setting and wellness methods that help us lean into our intuition, follow our hearts, and chase our wildest dreams. I want you to get value from each episode and walk away with actionable tips you can use So it will be a mix of stories, motivation, journal prompts, and strategies you can customize to help you see what's possible, believe in your personal power, and make progress towards what matters most to you. It's time to define your more and get after it. Hi, I'm so glad you're here for this first episode. I'm going to share a bit about my story, why I wanted to start this podcast, and what we can look forward to on this journey together. At the time of recording this episode, I'm 33 years old, but I want to take you back to when I was 24. There was this moment when I realized that I was going through the motions of a life I wasn't super jazzed about. I'd just spent 24 years of my life working towards the various goals that my parents and society set out for me, like graduating high school, getting a university degree, and finding a job. I did a lot of those things in my own way and on my own timeline, but when I got to the end and looked around, I thought, this is it? This is what I've spent 24 years of my life working toward? I'd gotten good grades for the most part, gotten into university, completed a double major and a post-grad certificate, gotten a job, and now all I do is wake up, go to work, come home super tired, and go to sleep just to wake up and do the same thing over and over and over again. I was unhappy, unfulfilled, and unhealthy. On top of this realization, I had been numbing my feelings for years with alcohol and couldn't remember what happiness or joy really felt like. Now, before I go further, I want to make a note here that my feelings about my life are based on me. I had and still have friends, family, and a boyfriend who I enjoy spending time with, but other people cannot solve your internal feelings. Sometimes I share my story and the people who've been in my life feel like they weren't enough or they feel badly because they couldn't fix things, but this isn't about them because no one outside of me can make me feel happy or worthy or fulfilled. Feeling unfulfilled in life does not mean that the people in your life are not enough. It just means that you haven't been chasing meaningful or joy-based goals. Have you ever experienced a moment like that of when you're looking around just thinking, this is it? Maybe for you, this moment happened in high school while trying to figure out what was next for you or during your university experience when classes weren't interesting, or after working for a while, becoming a parent, or even after retiring. Regardless of when this moment happens for you, it can feel scary or overwhelming. You might realize that you've spent all your time and energy checking off the boxes that your parents or society told you to check off, 
but the results from doing that don't feel like you expected they would. And maybe you have no idea what you want from your own life. It might make you feel like giving up and just going through the motions of the life that you've built rather than putting in the effort to figure out what it is that you want most and what will help you feel more fulfilled in your life. But you don't have to burn it all to the ground and start over. It's not one or the other of going through the motions feeling stuck or burning it all to the ground to start fresh. There is a middle ground and you can start right now. In 2016, after realizing that I wasn't super jazzed about the life I'd built, I desperately wanted to bring more joy into my life. And so I set my first joy-based goal. A joy-based goal is something that you want to do because you enjoy it, not necessarily because it will help you achieve a specific result. So some examples might be joining a dance class, learning how to make pottery, reading fiction or nonfiction, writing, going to live music events, gardening, painting, really anything can qualify if it brings you joy. For me, the first joy-based goal I set was to read 30 books in one year. Because before university, I loved reading books. But during my university days, reading was required for every single one of my classes, which meant that the last thing I wanted to do after reading for a class was open up a book to read for fun. I'd gotten out of the habit of reading for fun, but not out of the habit of buying books that looked interesting to read. So I had a shelf full of books, but the problem was that I felt like I didn't have time to read them. So I decided to figure out how to make the time. I set up a very basic sheet of paper with all the months of the year and a few lines underneath each month. I looked at the stack of books that I had and I wrote down one to three books per month to read depending on the length of the book. And over the course of the year, I made a lot of changes to my reading list. Some months I changed the books that I read, some months I read more than expected, and some months I read less than planned. At the end of December 2016, I had read 28 out of 30 books. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I had failed to hit my reading goal, but I felt awesome. It was like that classic quote, shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. But it turns out it's true. I'd read 28 books. I'd enjoyed most of them as I read them. I learned a lot from the books, and I'd made some serious progress on my reading goal. And by getting intentional on this reading goal, I prioritized how I spent my time, and I became a different person along the way. And this experience got me thinking, what other goals could I work toward to achieve more in my life. That first joy-based goal has sparked such a fire in my soul for goal chasing that has led me to start two different businesses, create the goal-getting method and the daily sift, and work with tons of amazing clients to help them achieve their life and business goals too. It's been a wild ride, and it all started with the acknowledgement that I wanted more joy and fulfillment in my life. There's so much more to my story, of course, just like there's so much more to yours. I wanted to start this podcast to share more about where I've come from, what I've learned, what I'm working on now, and how I can help you. Because I believe that you are the expert in your own life. You know what you want most, what lights you up, what you need in this season, and how to support yourself for long-term sustainable goal-getting. But I also know that many of us have been trained to stop listening to ourselves 
to seek knowledge or approval from outside of ourselves, to follow the shiny tips or tricks that promise quick results, to hustle and grind all the time, to push past our limits. I know this because that's what I used to do. But all of those tactics lead to burnout or getting to a goal that doesn't truly matter to you or yo-yoing between getting results and falling off track. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional just reading that because it takes me back to how I was and I used to yo-yo all the time and just feel like (laughs) crap all the time because I couldn't hit my goals the way that I was working on them or I would burn myself out. So that's a big reason why I started this podcast is that I no longer do that to myself and I want to help you if you're looking for more in your life, but you don't want to burn out along the way. So (sighs) bear with me because luckily for us, There is no track because life is actually more like an ocean and we're all in our own boats. We've got to learn how to listen to our own internal compass. Yes, we can certainly seek out maps and directions and ideas and stories from other people, but ultimately we've got to acknowledge where we are on the ocean and what the wind and the waves are like in our area, where we want to go, and then we've got to use our own compass to get there. If you're listening to this episode feeling like you want more out of life, but you're not quite sure what your version of more is, I know that you will get those answers as you move forward in time. One action step that you can take right now is identifying your first joy-based goal. What is one thing you want to do more of that brings you joy? Write it down. Whatever popped into your head first. Even if your next thought after that was, oh, that's silly, or I shouldn't do that. Whatever your first thought was, is probably something that you've been wanting to do for a while, maybe for years even, but it never felt practical or responsible or productive enough to be something you spend time on. Once you have your joy-based goal in mind, which might be to walk outside more, garden more, read more, talk to family or friends more, do more puzzles, Now you've got to make a plan. How can you work on your joy-based goal over the next 30 days? You don't have to commit to an entire year, but take a few minutes right now to make a very basic plan about how you can move that one joy-based goal forward in the next 30 days. So it's best to pull out your calendar or day planner to see what kind of commitments you've already got over the next 30 days, and then block some time specifically for your joy-based goal. So if your goal was to walk outside more, maybe you can put one to three lunchtime walks on your calendar. And if it's raining one day, maybe you have a contingency plan to get outside after work if the rain has stopped, or you could push your walk to the following day. Whatever your goal is, most of the fun, joy, and fulfillment comes from spending time intentionally working towards the goal. It doesn't all come at the end when the goal has been reached. If you take my first joy-based goal as an example, I got all of the benefits of achieving the goal while actually being two books short. So that was a lot to take in. As a quick recap, I want to remind you, I spent the first 24 years of my life following the path that I believed was set out for me, but it led me to feeling unhappy, unfulfilled, and unhealthy. So I set my first joy-based goal in 2016 to read 30 books. And although I only read 28 out of the 30, the process of working towards that goal changed my life in so many positive ways. 
it's worth expanding on this point quickly because so many people that I've talked to believe that since they've always failed to reach their goals, they should stop setting them to avoid disappointment. But there is magic in goal setting when you identify what you want, why you want it, how you can work towards it, and what challenges come up in your path and how you're going to work through those challenges. It truly isn't always about achieving the goal. It's about how you spend your time, which is ultimately how you build your life. So I challenge you to write down your first joy-based goal and your plan to work on it for the next 30 days to see how you feel and what you can accomplish along the way. Use your calendar to block off realistic time when you can work on your goal and create a contingency plan for when things come up that alter your original plan, because usually they do. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this first episode. As we continue this journey together, I'll share more information about the goal-getting method and actionable strategies you can use to identify your goals, prioritize your time, and create sustainable progress. I'll also share more about the Daily Sift for Wellness, my own stories about how I've used these resources to chase my biggest dreams, and hopefully bring on some incredible guests who can share their stories about goal-getting and wellness with you as well. I want you to know that you can take that first step toward a big goal, even if you're scared. I was scared to start this podcast. I'm still a bit nervous that some people aren't going to like it or get value from it, but I don't want to hold myself back from helping the people who will get value. I want to explore my big dreams to see where they'll lead me because fear always leads me to the same place, either exactly where I am or a smaller version of myself with a false sense of safety. You can do more in your own time. This podcast took me eight months to start simply because I was in a challenging season and didn't have a lot of time or energy left to work on it, but I've learned how to rest knowing that I'm not giving up and it feels really freaking good to be here recording this episode for you from a place of loving myself and being supportive to my needs. Here's to chasing more on our own terms. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value from this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it on Instagram and tag me at The More Society so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I'm grateful to be on this journey with you as we define what we want most in life and chase our wildest dreams while cultivating more joy, gratitude, and excitement along the way. Until next time, I'm cheering you on, and I'll talk to you soon.